0: I really can't get enough of that music. And every time that starts to play, I have these... It's like at Christmas when you have visions of sugar plums dancing in your head. Like, I have visions of past podcast recordings, dancing in my head. Whenever that music plays, it's nostalgic, man.
1: And here it is. I
0: love it. And here we are, Adam Renshaw with Abel Baker. Yes, I am. And Rebecca Mussetter is with us again. Thank you, Rebecca, for joining us. Say hi.
1: Hi.
0: Please. Ooh, a (laughs) little bit of latency there. And so Rebecca is here. I thought it was a trick question. Guys, before we start, we have to bring... The listeners notice to Rebecca's nail color and the color of her Otterbox case for her iPhone.
1: They match. You're just going to have to use your imagination.
0: They totally match. What would you call that color, Rebecca? 80s Corvette yellow is what
1: I call it. I, and you nailed it. Do you I think, think so? The, uh, Pretty close. The bottle of nail polish said something about bananas.
0: Bananas. Yeah. So Rebecca is matching. Nails and OtterBox, and she's drinking a Lacroix, nice. um, which is in no way pretentious.
2: No, can uh, you tell me what it is on the Lacroix that says it says something funny about the ingredients? Can you can well, you share that?
1: Well, just just so you know, there's no natural flavors in it, but it is naturally essenced.
2: What what does that mean to you, Abel? What is that? Naturally essenced. <laughs>
1: to me, it means. They got sued for saying it was naturally flavored.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Naturally essenced. What on earth does that mean? That's like that game that I bought my kids. Uh, It was a little Batman computer game. And, you know, like when you, it was like complete the task and you you play Hangman against the the game and it wasn't a real computer. It was like an organ scientific. And so we're playing it and my kids got it turned up and he beats the first game and Batman goes, good job, you've done better than others. <laughs> and it got real quiet, like, what does that mean? What? But not as good as some. <laughs> I think the person that made this, Really didn't want anyone feeling special
0: or too special. Let's just be really vague. You've done better than others, but not as good as some.
1: Who are the others? Was it keeping track? (laughs) I know.
2: It was weird, right? What happens if you lose? You could still say the same thing. You've done not as good as some. (laughs) It could be worse. Um, But we have this cool clip bring some giggles to us from uh an influencer named adley i wanted to play that
0: uh for us uh to to listen to you guys want to hear it so yeah just a little context this is a video but we're just going to play the audio for it and if you guys were to watch the video it's really funny this uh adley's her name Mm -hmm. abel yeah so she's uh very um Expression. Yeah, her uh, faces are perfect. Yeah, so she's got a great expression. So. You can
2: look it up online. It's under what's the name of it? Do you
0: guys remember? The video is called Wow. This sums up everything we have been told so far. So
2: so here we go. This is it.
3: Yeah, I really don't understand why everybody isn't following the same rules right now. They're very clear. So let's take a minute. Let's go over them again. First, you must not leave the house for any reason. Unless, of course, you have a reason and then you may leave the house. All stores are closed except those that are open. And all stores must close unless, of course, they need to stay open. This virus is deadly. But don't be afraid of it. It can only kill people who are vulnerable and also those who are not vulnerable. We should stay locked down until the virus stops infecting people. And it will only stop infecting people if enough of us get infected that we build immunity. So it is very important that we get infected and also do not get infected. You should not go to the doctor's office or the hospital unless you have to go there. Unless, of course, you are too sick to go there. This virus has no effect on children except for those children in which it affects. Remains active on different surfaces for two hours or four hours or six hours, but in most cases it's days and not hours, and it needs a damp environment or a cold environment that is warm and dry (laughs) in the air. Unless the air is plastic. (laughs) Schools are closed, so you need to homeschool your children unless you can send them to school because you are not home. If you are at home, you can school your children using various portals and online classrooms unless you have poor internet, more than one child, only one computer, or you are working from home. Baking cakes can be considered math, science, or art. If you are home-educating, you can include household chores within their education curriculum. And if you are home-educating, you may start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. every day. If you are not (laughs) home-educating... You may also start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. Masks are useless at protecting you against the virus, but you still need to wear one because it can save lives. And in some cases, it may even be mandatory, but also maybe not. You must not go to work, but you can get another job at which point you may go to work. Stay home. I don't know how many more celebrities we need to have tell you how important it is to go outside and take care of your mental health. There is no shortage of groceries in the supermarket. There are simply many things missing. You don't need to go buy a bunch of toilet paper, but you should buy some in case you need it. If you are sick, you may go out once you are better, but those in your household, they cannot go out once you are better unless of course they need to go out. Animals are not affected by the virus, except for that cat that tested positive in Belgium in February plus a couple tigers. The number of corona-related deaths will be announced daily, but we don't know how many people are infected because we were only testing those who are almost dead to determine if that's what they will die of. The people who die of corona who are not counted won't or will be counted, but maybe not. To help protect yourself during these times, you should be eating well and exercising, but exercising only eating what you have at home to avoid going to the stores unless you need toilet paper or a fence panel. It's important to get fresh air, but don't go to parks, but do go walk in other places just don't sit down unless you are old or pregnant but if you do sit down don't sit for too long unless you are old and you are pregnant in which case you need to sit down but if you do sit down don't eat unless you've had a long walk which you are allowed to do if you are old or pregnant except for times in which you aren't don't visit old people but you have a moral obligation to take care of old people and bring them food and medicine. And finally, no businesses will go down due to coronavirus, except those businesses that go down due to COVID-19. I hope this cleared up any questions about what we should and should not be doing during this time. Please educate your friends and family with this information so we can remove any and all confusion surrounding this time. Thank you.
2: Hey, wow. I think we can all wow. we can all agree that um, on that.
1: Clear as mud.
2: That's what I was totally thinking, Rebecca. Clear as mud. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I enjoyed the. Unless the air is plastic, that was good. Yeah, what was her name again? Um, it's Adley. She's a Adley. she's pretty funny. Um, lots of uh, influencer stuff. I I really. I just want to call
0: out her name again and just give her credit for that. That was yeah really really great. Look it up. Really, and, funny. and the title again yeah. was Adam. Uh, wow, this sums up everything we have been told so far. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. so really great to have something to
2: chuckle over. Uh, so starting off with that uh we just wanted to kind of go through an article that that we all read Mm -hmm. and it's i I
0: didn't finish it i have to be honest
2: well yeah but but we i think together we all did and we we discussed it but it was a it was a big article it was a long article Um, it was a good article too so i didn't it got us all thinking and we wanted to we think it's valuable um For us to read one article, like something like this, and then let you, the listener, hear how we kind of interpret it. Um, And then you can tell us what you think. It comes from uh, Abigail uh, Hoslener. And it's entitled, A Deadly Checkerboard, COVID-19's New Surge Across Rural America. And um, I'm pretty sure, even though I, I could, because I sent it, as a PDF, I'm pretty sure this is the Washington Post. So, you know, whether you're for or against the Washington Post, we are actually engaging our brains with discernment, and we have opinions on this article, as you probably will too. So the first thing that hit me in the article, guys, is um, the we're approaching the 100,000 mark. What do you think about that? 100,000 deaths in the U.S. from um you know novel coronavirus related um, what would you say um complications covid-19 that's a that's a big milestone
0: go for it rebecca
1: well the first thing that came to my mind um hearing that number and also reading this article is um uh you know even though the title of the article calls out Uh, a discussion about rural America and how COVID-19 is impacting rural America, the first thing I think of is once again, that, um, you know, here in Bighorn County, we're not rural America. We're frontier America.
2: Huge Uh, difference, right? Good point.
1: Huge difference. And uh, so some of the patterns that this article was talking about, even though uh, Bighorn County has some of the same issues, you know, overcrowded housing, overcrowded, um, well, in that case, they were talking about prisons. And while we do have a prison, I would say more like uh, overcrowded jails for us, Um, we're not really experiencing the um, hot, they're calling it hot spotting, you know, like a a breakout of COVID-19. We're not really experiencing breakouts in Frontier, Montana.
0: Thankfully, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I just looked before we, we got on, and here in Bighorn County, which population... 12,000. 12,000, over many, many, many square miles. Um, we're at eight yeah. right now. So... That's encouraging to me um, to to see those numbers, especially when you read articles like this. I mean, we do have some similarities. I mean, we do have a prison here. And the other thing that the article was pointing out was uh, the meatpacking plants. Yeah, I've got a I've got an interview there. Do
2: you? Do you? Um, yeah, you know, and, and I'll I'll play that for us. It it is interesting because we don't know why. Like you, people can speculate, and and that's good. I love to hear that. Um, but you know, Wyoming's getting nailed north dakota's getting hit but these meat packing plants interestingly enough they're hot are a problem and so uh, do you want me to play play that i'll play that and then um continue your thought there adam
4: Hundreds of thousands of people who work in meat and poultry processing plants across the country help bring that food from the farm to your dinner table. Joining us right now is Tyson Foods Senior Vice President Hector Gonzalez with more on how the company is working to ensure the safety of its employees amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Hector, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I do want to hop into some of these questions. Go ahead and tell us about uh, Tyson's primary focus in response to the COVID-19 pandemic lately. Yes, absolutely. The uh, primary focus for us at Tyson Foods has been ensuring the health and safety of our team members, their families, their loved ones at home, and the communities in which we live and work. The, The only way for us to operate our business is to ensure that our team members, as they show up to work every day, that they feel safe and protected and that they have no fear in being able to come to work. Um, We uh, have implemented a host of safeguards and guidelines that not just meet, but in some cases exceed the guidance that we've seen from both the CDC and OSHA. Absolutely. Uh, Tell me about some of those specific measures that you guys have taken at the process and facilities right now. Yeah, the specific measures could be thought of uh, in in the form of a transformation. So the workplace looks very different today than it did before we all uh, learned about this global health pandemic. You can think of the transformation in the context of -of state-of-the-art Health checkpoints that involve us taking team member temperatures through very sophisticated uh, equipment, uh, as well as performing enhanced symptom screens to identify anyone who might not be feeling well, might need to go home and get rest, or perhaps see their physician. Uh, you can also think of the transformation in the context of uh, so this is, countless this improvements made within goes on the four for walls bit, of the plant but the is, proper social
2: distancing. Um, What what I noticed was how much work they're putting into it. And in this article, I I'm just I think it's interesting what it said of the 25 rural counties with the highest per capita case rates. 20 have a meat packing plant or prison. Where the virus took hold and spread with abandon, then leaped into the community when workers took it home. So Tyson's really in a dilemma here. Um, that kind of that kind of hit me hit me hard. I mean, I, I've heard that they jumped from like over a thousand to like seven thousand, and they're really struggling. What do you think that's about?
0: I. I, I guess I don't. I don't understand what the dynamic is that is taking place inside of these meat plants that's causing such a rapid spread. Um, I guess I think about other businesses who have had similar struggles, right? I mean, do you guys remember Amazon had a struggle for a while, um, and that was? I don't know if it's just the close. Quarters, the confined areas, and uh, and now Amazon's actually releasing these commercials. I've seen that um, where they're showing all that they're doing, and when they show it, they're showing these really wide open spaces. And so I just don't know if that's possible in meat packing plants.
1: Well, and so this isn't related so much to meat packing plants or industry per se, but the thing that really strikes me um, that I think strikes a lot of people in our community right now is you know, is that PPE, you know, personal protective equipment like the masks, the face shields, the gowns, the gloves, and where does that all come from? Um and where do you because you know that was one of the first things that ran out on Amazon was N ninety five masks. Um, And people started making their own. Um, And in this article, they kind of call out how these rural communities that they're citing, and in particular talking about one in Indiana called Decatur County. And again, I want to call out the difference between a rural community, such as Decatur, population 25,000, and a frontier community like Bighorn County, Montana, population 12,000. And the article says that Um, The county that Decatur County received fewer than 50 gallons, about 195 masks, and one box of gloves in response to COVID 19.
0: So, you think it has to do with the amount of PPE that?
1: Well, I don't think that. I think we share with Decatur County um, a small public health department. I think maybe we have Mm -hmm. two employees, full time employees in our public health department. But the fact is that as a community, our response to COVID nineteen is, you know, very well supplied. Um, you know what it made me think of is that we have a coalition of healthcare facilities and contributors that are all participating in our community's response to the COVID nineteen outbreak. Um, and you know, of course, I think of Bighorn County or um, Bighorn Valley Health Center, the place. Where I work, um, <laughs> that I can totally remember the name of. Um, because, you know, we're, as we said many times, we're a federally qualified health center. And in, co- in the context of the COVID 19 outbreak, that means that we're a direct line for federal support for the outbreak, um, you know, to your doorstep, literally in some cases, because we are providing some door to door services. I'm thinking of our pharmacy. Yeah. Um, Uh, But, you know, between ourselves and the hospital and the county, the public health um, department and the tribe, we're able to provide a, you know, a really thorough response to COVID-19.
2: A a health officer in the the article, Rebecca Burns, a health officer for the agency that covers Hillsdale County, Michigan, she said this, uh, we can't let our guard down. We have to continue to watch. She added uh, this during a week when conservative members of a militia stood outside a Hillsdale County barbershop brandishing guns to protect its reopening in defiance of the governor's orders. Anyone, she says, who thinks this is one and done is, is probably wrong. Now, this is what I think is important in the article in relation to what you, you're saying. Close confines chilled temperatures and sometimes spotty sanitation standards make meatpacking plants the perfect storm as far as transmission events go
0: what about plastic air is that
2: (laughs) they said (laughs) they said this month they found nearly 5 thousand COVID-19 cases in workers at 115 meat and poultry processing plants now the reason why I'm, I'm saying that is There is some fear-mongering, right? If the article just says it's spreading across rural America, well, this is kind of some important information. These meatpacking plants, we're learning. They're ripe conditions. They seem to be ripe conditions. So according to what Tyson is trying to do, I mean, they're they're doing unprecedented measures for PPE, like you're talking about, and um, it's amazing to me that we're still having shortages.
1: Yeah, and I guess that my my point is that I, I feel like this article is engaging in a little bit of fear mongering. Um, but the thing that you know, so the thing that I think right away is that I'm not sure how much this applies directly to Bighorn County, but I do see that we have some similar scenarios in our county. So you know, maybe we should take some. Um, grains of advice from this and you know continue to be very rigorous about the way we're um practicing social distancing and using ppe in situations
0: exactly i think that brings up another point guys too and it's something that i that stuck out to me in this article one of the things that i was hoping we could talk about today was the the reopening of states and uh Particularly our state, I guess, right? And one of the things that, you know, you mentioned it in that quote, Abel, about these people lining up outside of the, was it the courthouse with guns mm-hmm. protesting the stay-at-home orders and, and those types of things. And, and you know, I think what we're seeing is people, like, they're tired of this. Yeah. And so there could be a tendency to just kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater and, and start, you know, I mean... The fact is, I I, I feel, I I guess I can't say the fact is, but I feel like what we were asked to do, we did. But because we did it, now it's like justification in certain people's minds who think that this isn't a big deal to start with, that this was never a big deal.
2: Yeah. And it's hard when you encounter an article like this, that has some really important information, but it is, it does have fear mongering because because then, then it just makes another case where important information could be easily discredited because it looks like they're just trying to scare me sure. and so I guess we can leave on this i know we're 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 running out of time. we've only got a couple minutes left, but um, how would you guys recommend reading the news like I like I really enjoyed reading this article with you guys, talking through. I guess one of the things I, I'm enjoying more is is maybe reading. In community, like reading with friends um, helps. Like, l- like listening to your guys' opinions. <laughs> yeah. 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 We just start Interpreting game. community interpretation of uh, data is fun. But with you guys this morning, I thought, hey, this is valuable to hear your perspectives.
1: Yeah, I would just say, you know, when you're reading an article like this from the news, um, it's always good to read it in the context of other trusted sources of information. So, you know, when we read this article, you know, I saw you had your Jehu, your Johns Hopkins COVID nineteen map up, which I would say is a trusted source of information. So yeah. it's showing the number of COVID nineteen cases per county. Um we also when we were talking about this before the podcast, we're talking a lot about the governor's latest press release discussing the phase two reopening of Montana. So that's also a trusted source of information. Um so, you know, just keep in mind trusted pieces of information that you can use to sort of ping your knowledge base off of what you're reading in an article
2: and aren't comedians fun as we kind of bring this to a close. Comedians are fun who can winsomely point out <laughs> some some serious other issues like the contradictions that are going on. I think we're all feeling those, and i'm I'm really proud of our country so far. Because in the midst of those contradictions, there still is a great deal of trust. I think, I think that's super evident. People, people are not going crazy or nuts. But, um, I, 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 yeah, I value the comedians right now who can help us laugh at some of these things. Anything to say before we head out, guys?
0: Thanks, Rebecca, for coming in again and chatting with us. I would say thanks to the listener for bearing with us.